Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in to online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all can join us as well. Hello, familiar guest that's joining us again on our broadcast. Dr. Velma Bagby is back. She has yet another book in her Catch series that just released this year called The Wrong Catch. We're going to talk to Dr. Velma not only about the success of the series, but what has been late for her to introduce the new book to see the response already a bestseller and of course all the great things that are happening her way this year as well dr velma welcome back to the broadcast thank you cyrus it's a pleasure to be with you today uh, the pleasure is definitely all mine before we get into the wrong catch on the characters there i want to talk about everything happening with you i mean you are really having an extraordinary 2023 of winning awards for your books you know, just as I mentioned, uh, The Wrong Catch, the newest book, being another bestseller for you. Have you had a chance? I know you've had a lot going on. We were just talking about that before we went live here. But have you had a chance to kind of just think about how the first part of this year started off for you? Yes, I have, because it wasn't that long ago that I released the very first novel thinking that was going to be the only one. So to look back and see what has evolved from just that one book, it's been amazing. And we should let our audience know, Dr. Velma, we're talking about in the span of really a little over a year, you've released now three books in this series with more to come. I mean, you mentioned that, that this was not something that was planned. Talk to us about the audience, though, because this has been interesting, the conversations you've been having. Uh, and really, this series has taken on a life of its own. I mean, you've written other books, too. Did that surprise you that it was this book, this series, that really seemed to just really catch fire? It not only surprised me, but it also confirmed that I was supposed to write a Christian contemporary fiction um, because it, the very first book that I wrote about dating and relationships was a Christian nonfiction book. But when I thought about the importance of trying to deliver a message to those who may not be as familiar with Scripture as others, those who may not necessarily uh, study the Word of God, those kind of things, I just wanted to figure out a way how to communicate out some of the challenges and problems I've witnessed and seen. So how do I do that? And how do I paint a picture for those who may be going through similar experience, how to handle it or how to get out of a situation that's not healthy? And so it came to mind the idea of using the same method that Jesus used in the parables, and that's what I attempted to do, is to try to tell those stories in a way that he used when he applied his storytelling methods, and that was just to tell the story in a way that the person could see themselves and then provide them with the tools or the way out of it, and then at the end allow them the opportunity to make a decision. And so from those responses that I've gotten and how this book has really taken off, it, it told me that I did the right thing. Yeah. I want to talk about something you just mentioned, and that was, um, I mean, the way you write. And you've talked about this in another release you had last year, uh, a nonfiction work, where you kind of shared your writing process. I, a lot of it has to do with trusting not only your voice, but also your gift. Has that been easy for you, Dr. Velma, to, to trust the gift that you've been given and the way you've been given to tell stories? 
it's a little nerve-wracking in a sense because it's like stepping out of your comfort zone. I mean, you know what you're comfortable in doing. And I, I worked in corporate, so I was accustomed to writing all the time. I was designing and developing programs and training from new managers. So I was comfortable, but that was the corporate voice. That was their voice, not my own. So that very first book was my first attempt to discover what my voice was. And then as I moved along, this particular book helped me to really get comfortable in the lane I believe I was supposed to be in. And that was to continue to talk about dating and relationships and how to prepare for marriage and sometimes marriage tips as well. And I feel like that's where I'm supposed to be. Is that in itself – I want to ask you a little bit about that before we get more into the wrong, the, uh, the wrong catch because I think uh, you know mm-hmm. there are some areas – of life that people feel like when you start giving advice that, you know what, every situation is different. You know, you hear that, that people will say, well, that may have worked for you. doesn't mean it's going to work for this person. How have you been able to navigate that in this series and in your conversations, Dr. Bama, that, that showing that there are some principles that just are, and it's not about where a person's from, you know, what they look like, their income. They just, they just are the way they are. Well, I try to take the principles from the word, from the word of God. God has already given us tips and tools that we can use and we just have forgotten how to use them and we've forgotten how to talk about them and share it with other people. And so it's like being given the keys and you have a key ring full of keys and you have no idea what key fits what lock, what what it's supposed to do, what what's behind the lock. I mean, it's like having a key ring full of keys and we have that. We just didn't know that what key was there on the ring, and we didn't know what we had in our hands, and we didn't know how to apply it. And so it's like taking those keys and then pointing out their usefulness again, helping you to see that you had it all along, you just didn't know how to use it, how to apply it. And so that's the the approach I believe I've taken. But at the same time, I realize there's an audience that's not for me. There's an audience that's not going to, this is not going to be for. But for those who are a part of the audience that will be interested, and that's who I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to um, write for. Yeah. I think that's it, too. Uh, it goes to, a, I think, a basic principle, even when it comes to marketing, right, that everything is not for everyone, but there is something out there um, that will be able to reach people where they are, and that's what you've been able to do with this series. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. Dr. Belma Bagby is back with us today. We're talking with her about the extraordinary year she's been able to have already for 2023, but also her newest release called The Wrong Catch. So I want to talk about the then and now, Dr. Belma. We met uh, Veronica and Grayson, the uh, the father and daughter, in, in in the first book, The Catch No One Wants. Now we see them in the wrong catch, and they're almost unrecognizable in 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 some certain aspects in the way that they have grown, in what they have learned, yeah. and what they're now imparting mm-hmm. to others. What has that been like for you to see their growth and progression from the way we met them to where they are now in the new book? Isn't it like all of us? <laughs> you know, you just <laughs> talked about it for the first time a year ago. We are not the same people. <laughs> right. You have so many more things going on for you. Here I am, like you said, with another book. And in between this book, I had a couple of anthologies I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. And so we're just not in the same place anymore. And so the hope is that everybody's story will be the same. We should be able to evolve, and when we look at each other a year from now, we should see some new things that are coming down. The pike has already happened. So that's the hope for everyone. 
And so I just think that's a natural progression for all of us. Talk to us about uh, allowing Veronica and Dr. Velma to take what she's learned and to share it with others. I mean, she's kind of become a role you've become. Uh, that's why you and I were talking before we went live here. That's why I think there's some interesting comparisons between Veronica and yourself in that she is imparting knowledge the way that Dr. Velma is imparting knowledge. What was it like for you to kind of share that with her? I think it was important because it, all of us, as we grow and we learn, we're, we're gaining information, um, experience that somebody else can benefit from. I mean, there may be people who are not interested in what you have to say, but there are others who would benefit from what you have to say, from your experience, right. what you had to go through, what you learned, the wisdom that you can impart to help them to avoid some of the pitfalls and roads. So it makes sense for her to come through a, come from a place where she didn't know what she was doing. She was making multiple mistakes, didn't have any clue in terms of how she needed to discover the husband that she deserved until she had that um, intervention with her father. And so from that, she's able to see what, what her father was trying to show her all along. And once she discovered it and accepted it, she her husband discovered her, and so she's a success story. And so why not take what you've learned and the wisdom you gain from that experience and share it with other women that you know are going through some of the same problems? Right. One of the things you and I talked about on another um, platform, Dr. Belma, uh, that I, I want to make sure we bring up because it's one of the things that always irritates me about conversations about relationships and things is that there are some, not all, but there are some women who think that it's, the, it's only the man that needs to change. It's only the man that has the issues. And then there are some of us guys, not all of us, but some of us, who say, no, you know, the, you know it's, it's the woman that's not sure about this. It's the woman that's trying to rush into this. I love the fact yeah. that with the wrong catch, it's a very equal opportunity type of reflection and redemption. How important was that for you to make sure that it showed that not only women like Veronica – could make changes, but there were men as well that could make those same changes. It, it was very important. Of course, all along um, in writing the very first novel as well as the, the second book and this third book, I had conversations with my own husband. And so I always wanted to include a male perspective when I'm talking about a male character. I mean, I can create it, but to me it's better and more truthful if I can get the perspective from another man. And those were some of the things he and I talked about. And since the one character was in the very first book, uh, which in which he opened up the very first chapter, he was the most hated character among all the characters based on what the readers have said. And I said, why not bring him back and let them see what's possible? And yet the challenges he faced because of his reputation, and that's true. Even today, if a man decides to make some changes in his life and you knew who he was before those changes, people tend to judge and think that right. he hasn't changed at But in this character's case, he proved them wrong and said, no, this is what I've done. And I made these improvements because I wanted to be better, not because someone told me I needed to be. And that was important. And, and Dr. Velma, you go a step further, though. That same character is able then to show women, hey, you have to stop doing this. You have to stop being this way. Um, and and yeah. that sometimes comes across, um, you know, sometimes better because you're hearing it from someone who you would normally look at as the, 
uh, is the instigator or the troublemaker, right? Uh, he's basically saying, you're the reason why I'm able to be the kind of person that I used to be is because you're being this way. What what was that like for you kind of shared that? And what has that response been like from women that you've been hearing from about the advice that even he gives in the book? Oh, they love it. They loved all of it. They loved the stories. They loved the characters. I've heard a few people have um, had advanced copies of the manuscript, and they really enjoyed it. Now, when they got to the end of the book and realized that there's a fourth book that's coming out, they asked me to please bring the fish back after that fourth book. So I've already received proposals for book five and six (laughs) based on what hope I am able to present. And they love the fish analogies, and they asked me to bring them back. Yeah. Again, going to what you mentioned earlier about uh, being able to use those illustrations. So what have you learned from this process? I mean, as, as since this was not something that was planned, what have you learned now three books in about these, not only, of course, the importance of stories like this, Dr. Velma, but also teaching in a way that people can, can grasp? Yeah, I've learned to, um, and I think I mentioned it, one of the characters mentions it in the book, and that is to show grace. I mean, we all have these bumps in our road that, uh, and sometimes it takes us a minute to figure things out, but that's okay as long as we're able to figure things out. And so I hope that as I presented the characters, that is what people get to see. But I also presented some characters that show they had a lack of understanding, no wisdom, just rejected any idea of going to someone and asking for support or help and stepped into some situations that they could have avoided had they paid attention to what was happening. And so I've had a lot of conversations about red flags and and how to pay attention to things if if it doesn't if it sounds like a duck, it quacks like a duck, duck it must be a duck. And right. so uh, even in one case, uh someone had me talk about, you know, the over 50 scriptures where uh, the scripture talks about the fool. And I said, well, look, many of the cases, those scriptures are not gender specific. A woman can be a fool just like a man can be a fool. So it's important for us to understand those things so that we can apply them properly. Right. So let's talk about the the moving forward for you. Uh, you mentioned there is a fourth book. We're going to be letting our audience know how they can stay connected with you, Dr. Bama. But you also are already planning events moving forward. What has that experience been like? Because you were, you were moving around last year as well, being able to uh, not only do some teaching but also book events. What has that been like for you to be out and about and, and meeting with readers? I love it. I love talking to groups. I, I've been asked to do something locally as well because I'm over here on the West Coast, and they asked me to present a workshop on this end. I'm scheduled to go back to North Carolina, which is where I presented the first workshop on how to um, let's go fishing for the right catch was the name of the workshop based around the book, and they asked me to come back. And so that's what I hope to do in October as my health gets better because I'm trying to recovered from a car accident two years ago, so I'm still trying to get to that place where I can move around a lot more. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, for now, I'm looking forward to taking advantage of the virtual opportunities as well as some of the conversations I've been having um, with um, interviewers like you about the book. So let's talk about the virtual opportunities, and, I, and definitely we pray for you continue continue to be able to um, to be healthy and in, in, in your healing journey there, Dr. Velma. But I want to talk about the benefits that come from this because this is a different world um, for us, especially 
I think it was accelerated. I mean, we knew, of course, about things like Zoom and all of that. But even in my yeah. job here, we did not do um, not interviews and, and conversations the way that we've done now on camera things. What has that been like for you to kind of incorporate that into your, your toolbox, so to speak, uh, as an author and being able to reach your, your audience? I actually love it. You can gain and get more done. I can yeah. have more interviews big than it than I could if I had to travel to every one of those points. So you mm-hmm. can actually cover more ground to me and expand your audience a lot faster because you're actually uh, tapping into the audience that follows the host that's interviewing you, and that may be a different group of people today, and then your interview later on in the week is with a different host and a whole group of other audience members, and so it's another way to really expand who's hearing about your book and hopefully taking advantage of purchasing it. So I think it it actually allows you to get more done. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. I felt the same way. So I'm not going to ask you to give us any spoilers, but I will ask you this. What can readers expect if they've already read the third book, The Wrong Catch? What can they expect in the the new book? Well, you can expect some progress in Veronica's life so you can see where she is since she she announced her uh, engagement and wedding to her husband. Are going to be shocked by the most hated character in the first book who comes back. And that was something that uh, a lot of the readers, advanced readers, thought was surprising and loved it because they agreed they hated that character because of what he did in the very first book. And so it's, it's interesting to see that. But then Grayson then makes an announcement at the end of this conference in terms of what he believes his next step will be. All right. It gives us something to look forward to. Again, everyone, Dr. Velma Bagby has been our guest. Her newest book is called The Wrong Catch. It's available now through our friends at Amazon.com. You all can be able to get it there. And, Dr. Velma, how can they stay connected with you? Well, I'm on all social media platforms as Dr. Velma Bagby, on Instagram as Dr. Velma Bagby, the author, on um, Facebook, I'm Dr. Velma, um, in Let's see, what else? I'm on LinkedIn as Dr. Velma Bagby as Twitter. All right. You guys can find her all over the place. Dr. Velma, always a pleasure. Glad to speak with you again and looking forward to our next chat together. Thanks, Tyrus. So am I. You take care. Uh, you as well. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Thank as always. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care. <laughs> 